Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast, hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. This podcast is dedicated to strength and conditioning, CrossFit, nutrition, weightlifting, powerlifting, health, and helping you to become better than yesterday. If you like our show, head over to the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Hey everyone, quick little driving podcast uh, this Saturday afternoon. Kind of what made me think of it is uh, I've had more and more people that have been talking about uh, whether it's doing their first competition or uh, just exposure to to something different, something new, um, and just being super worried about it. And um, to, to keep it simple, I say just do it. Um, I know there's people who have like competed in uh, in competitions. This is this is just more so come up because of CrossFit competitions, but this is transferable to to pretty much anything that you do. Um, you know, whether it's like going back to school or starting to take some courses or anything like that that you've been wanting to do. Um, you know, there's I, I know people that have been wanting to go back to school and they're just just waiting for the right time and. Uh, I don't know if there is ever a re- really a right time. There are certain things that you could put in place so that, you know, things line up a little bit better. You have a bit more downtime to be able to attend the courses, to be able to, to study and put the work and the effort in to, to get that done. And that might mean making some, some sacrifices um, in your life to be able to get that done, which, I don't know, when, when people talk about sacrifices and stuff like that, if you're really working towards something that you you want to do, I don't really, I don't know if I consider, you know, leaving other things out of sacrifice because you are doing the things that you need to do to get to where you want to be. So um, I, I, I really, you know, don't consider those sacrifices. But um, to sort of get back on track, I've had more and more people like, oh, I don't feel like I could do, you know, I'm, I'm using Stark Games, for example, but this could be literally anything, any competition trying a new sport or anything like that and it's just um you know oh I I I don't think I'm good enough I want to be able to I want to be able to get this done first I want to be able to do a pull-up first or I want to be able to do a a tota bar first um you know there are different different categories uh in uh in CrossFit competitions usually an intermediate or a novice or like a an RX category but you know, you'll, you'll fit in there somewhere. Um, you know, if you're, if you don't have any, you know, pull-ups strict or kipping, if you don't have any handstand push-ups, if you don't have a, a bar muscle up or a ring muscle up, um, you know, then obviously don't sign up for an RX comp. If you're, if you're, you know, have them inconsistently, um, you know, you can, you can get a muscle up or two or three done, um, inconsistently, you know, you have been spending time with the with the barbell, and you're pretty proficient with the Olympic lifts. Go go and do the RX. Like, don't you want to challenge yourself? You want to be with people who are better than you. You want to you want to see what you can do against them, and you really want to find out what your weaknesses are. Um, once you once you end up finding out what those weaknesses are, hopefully you will. You know, whether it's talking to a coach or figuring out a plan of action 
to, to get better and limit those weaknesses. And usually that, that does take time for you to work on it on your own. And it could mean getting some, some extra help outside of class time and stuff like that to get you as efficient as possible to, to find out what the limitations are, if it's strength or if it's technique, um, whether it's doing some video analysis, whether it's, uh, it's doing a little bit of, uh, yeah, just assessment to see where you're at. But it's kind of, um, it's frustrating when people are like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. I don't, I don't think I can. Um, and if, if you keep telling yourself that, you'll, you'll obviously believe it. If you keep, you know, I, I consider it putting yourself down. Um, but you want to, you really want to try to put yourself out there and try to, uh, you know, get as much experience as you can. Try different things, uh, try different sports, um, you know, you, you don't end up signing up for, uh, you know, a, a marathon or half marathon or whatever. And then, uh, you, you don't go and run it the next day, you know, sign up for it. And, uh, depends on, you know, if it's 16 weeks out or, or longer, there's usually 16 week programs that you could do. If you have a little bit of a running base already, then, you know, go and attack that marathon. Or if it's, you know, it's going to be a year away, you've got a lot of time to build a base and then put in all of your threshold work and your long runs, um, your recovery runs, your speed work at the track, um, you know, work on your, your mobility if you need, work on uh, your recovery, your foam rolling, um, your, your dedicated running drills and warm-ups. Uh, you, you know, if you plan that out like a year out, you're, you're going to have a hell of a lot of time to work on that. If you're looking at, say, doing a CrossFit comp, you know that it is it's not like a run you don't know what to expect you don't always know what's coming up and I think sometimes that's what makes people a little bit nervous about signing up um to to be honest um I've I've done some uh individual comps done some partner comps partner comps are always fun because if your partner has some uh strengths that are your weaknesses they can uh carry a bit more of the load there which is awesome um individual is a great way, sorry I was yawning, individual is a great way to to find out what your limitations and your weaknesses are because you don't have to you don't have to pass that off to anyone else. It's it's all you. Um, which is another great way of, of testing yourself. It's not like you know you're able to really drop down, drop your standards or, or movement uh, movement mechanics to a, a lower level um it means you know if the workout is burpee pull-ups and or sorry burpee muscle-ups and your muscles aren't very consistent um you know you 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 can't just count the reps as like a a burpee and then like a sort of chest to ring type exercise if you're in a competition and that's the movement standard that's what you got to hit and there's nothing wrong with that if you go and get like a one or a two on that workout and it's a five minute amrap awesome you can retest that but what do you have to do first you got to go and put that work in get those muscle ups more efficient get them consistent and that could take two three four five six months before you start getting them really efficient you know, working on your swing, maintaining that hollow position as you're going through your swing, um, looking, you know, looking straight ahead and not up at the ceiling and not bringing your feet too high so that you can't turn over those rings. 
Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff you could work on, but, um, yeah, I don't know how many people say that they, they want to work on, you know, or they want better muscle ups or they want, you know, better pull ups or whatever, but they do spend very little time, you know, practicing that stuff. And usually that's going to come sort of, sometimes it comes in class times. Um, sometimes it's, it's going to be outside of class times. It is very difficult to program for, for a, a group setting when you have maybe two or three people in that class that have muscle-ups or have inconsistent muscle-ups and you want to get them better at it, but then there's people who can't do ring dips uh, because they just don't have the shoulder strength and stability or, you know, they're, they're on a box or a bench. So spending, you know, 10, 15 minutes on muscle-up transition work and hollow body swings and stuff like that there might be some benefit to it, but you know, if someone can't even hold onto the rings with their feet off the ground, that is going to be a, I would consider it a huge waste of time for those people. They have, there's a lot more that they could do to get more bang for their buck for, uh, for the time that they're putting in for training. But for people who are on that level, who have the ability to potentially, you know, be a badass with, with muscle ups, for example, it could just take some extra work on their own with a coach, um, you know, looking at them, finding limiting factors and, and helping them to, to keep going with it and, and get better. But, um, you know, uh, there's a really, really great uh, video with uh, Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet and uh, Dave Dave flips in her husband and she's she's pushing a sled and I guess they found out there was like sled pushes in the games so they went out and they got a sled and she's pushing this sled on the side of a mountain up this hill up this mountain and her feet are sliding and she can't get traction and she's slipping and she's just like losing her shit and just swearing and it's it's a hilarious video and her husband's like good job sweetie way to go keep going and uh, and she's just like, I'm fucking trying to keep going. And she's just like giving her with this sled and slipping and her, she ends up changing her shoes to see if the shoes make a difference. And she's still struggling with it. And uh, and her husband's like, oh, did you try wishing it up? Did, maybe you should try wishing it up. And she's just losing it on him. And, um, you know, this is a top level CrossFit athlete. I can't remember if she won the games that year or the year after. But it was uh, super cool to see that, yeah, even the top-level athletes are, are struggling. And, you know, should Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet say that, like, I'm not going to enter in the CrossFit Games this year because there's sled pushes and I'm struggling with a sled? No, she's still going to do it. She's going to do her best with it, with, you know, what she has, where she's at, and she's going to try and crush it. And that's, you know, what I suggest anyone else do. If you're talking yourself out of it just because... You know, you may or may not have a certain movement to uh, to a very specific standard, or if you're not perfect at something, don't worry about it. Just go do the competition anyways. Have fun with it. Um, you know, have the best experience you possibly can. And before that, if you know that you have weaknesses, put in some time on those weaknesses. If it's strength-related and a competition, say, like a month out or two months out, you're probably not going to make that much of a difference uh, building strength over those couple months. If it's technique-related, that's a different story. If you can move better, get a little bit more efficient, that goes a long way. So, um, 
you know, if it's, if it's, uh, your gymnastics type movements, you know, putting in like 10, 15 minutes of work, if you're training five, six times a week, uh, on some different drills is going to go a very long way. Just to add that up at the end of the month. And it's insane how much, uh, extra work you'll get in. If it's Olympic lifting based, um, you know what? I, I'm a strong believer in if you can move a barbell really nicely, um, my suggestion would be to, uh, to spend time with that barbell because if, if your barbell movement looks like shit and some people say, oh, it only looks good when I add more weight to the bar, um, I, I honestly don't believe that. Um, the people that when you watch high level lifters moving a barbell, uh, it is, it's beautiful to watch. These people are amazing with it. And then when the weight gets heavy, it looks the same as an empty bar. It's a bit slower, but it still looks really damn good. So, you know, spending time dialing in your technique, coming to weightlifting classes, you know, if strength is a limiter, like going to powerlifting classes to, to get stronger. And, you know, if you're benching, deadlifting and squatting, that stuff is going to carry over and will help you not technically with the Olympic lifts, but if it gets you, helps to get you stronger and you're doing some of the accessory work with it as well, that's not something that, uh, I would, uh, I wouldn't tell someone not to do powerlifting to to benefit their Olympic lifting. There are some people that have very good technique with the with the weightlifting, but need to need to build a bit of strength. And I think that's also another good way to go, other than you know doing accessory work for your Olympic lifts and your squats and stuff like that. But you know, getting all around stronger, not a bad idea at all. So, anyways, hopefully that helps. I know it was like a little bit of rambling and stuff like that, but um, yeah, whatever you're whatever you're contemplating doing, stop contemplating it. Go sign up and uh, make it happen. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast, hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning and Stark CrossFit. If you have any ideas for a guest you'd like to hear on our show, or if you have any questions you'd like answered, please send them to us at info at Stark strength.com. Take care, everyone.